You're listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala.
Hey, aloha kohala. And uh, once again, you know, it's Thursday evening, January 6th, and it's 7.04, and you're listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM kohala. And we're listening to the uh, Kuka, Kuka with Kalani Show. I'm sitting here with my uh, good friend, of course, my uh, co-host, I'll call him, um, Kavika. And also we have our special guests that uh, we'll be getting to in, uh, shortly. And we'll be, uh, he'll be sharing with us some of uh, his stories. But something, uh, as I was setting up for tonight's program, you know, we got to find the... Uh, the uh, station ID and the uh, theme song, of course, with John Kiave, uh, Oka Kokapoi. And um, yeah, I was looking at shows in a can that's on the computer. They were asking me, like, uh, what were we listening to? I said, it's a pre recorded program, you know. And, you know, it's, uh, I think, a two hour program that we they post up, it's pre recorded, and then they play it. But then I looked up under. Somebody asked me, uh, well, how long have you been doing this? And I went, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really know. But I went under the shows uh, to run in the camp, and I looked at the Kukakuka, and I found that the uh, first recorded show that I did was January 3rd, 2019. Today's January 6th, 2022. So that was three years. Wow, time really flies. I, I don't even remember it. Uh, and somebody asked, "What was uh, my most favorite program?" Uh, I don't know. You know, it's like four shows a month. In one year, it's thirty-six. Yeah, basically. In three years, it's uh, what thirty-six times three, eighteen, nine hundred and eight shows. I know I had sometimes I wasn't there, but that's a lot. Anyway. And uh, well, maybe one day I'll go back and listen to them. But I think the favorite shows I had was shows that dealt with culture, Kavika. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that was, uh, I would always find interesting uh, to learn about historical, cultural things that aren't really uh, recorded, you know. It's a yeah. lot, some of the stuff was from chance. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it brings back memories, uh, sometimes warm, sometimes not. Uh-huh. But it's good to refresh. Yeah, yeah you, you learn stuff, uh, things I, I didn't know anything about. You know, uh, we had uh, Kumo Lim, and she came several times, but she talked about chants, you know, the chants and uh, the meaning of the chants. That was very, very interesting. Yeah. We had a guy come and talk about the eruption, you know, not this late, late <coughs> this last one, but, <coughs> oh, excuse me, uh, previous to that, you know, I he's calling all this, I, uh, he was uh, before Pele. Yeah, when he heard Pele was coming, he took a dig. You know, he dug out of here. Oh. But I, Lao is a guy, he's the eater of forests. And so this lava flow, I believe they named it Ai Lao because it uh, devastated a lot of the uh, 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 vegetation. So they call Ai Lao, the ah. eater of forests. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, 
like I said, we have a special guest, and we're going to get to him, but I just want to give one update on the Kohala poll. We had talked about it last Thursday, right? No, more than that. Huh? More than that. Yeah. Was yeah. it last Thursday? I think maybe three or four Thursdays. Oh, 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 oh. That's when we had uh, the parks director, uh -huh. uh, Maurice Messina, when he was here. But right. last week we talked about a little bit of an update of what was happening. Ah, okay. But uh, I, uh, I had talked to him uh, two days ago, and we were talking and asked him, well, you know, it's a foregone conclusion that the pool needs to be totally renovated. Okay. Uh, and as much as I hate to admit it, yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's old. It's you know, it really needs a a major facelift. And you know, a lot of the pipes are underground, so you're gonna have to dig it up, dig it through the concrete. You know, I mean, it's 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 major work. And the price tag was uh, placed at four point five million. You know. To uh -huh. renovate the pool. Of course, I uh, I don't know if I was joking, but I said, well, if you're going to be digging up everything, just dig up uh, another 25 yards and make it a 50-meter pool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, While you, you add it. <laughs> well, you got the machinery there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but anyway, but I, was I asked them, uh, like, two days ago we were talking, and I said, well, what can the community do? And something that, you know, we had talked about uh, is that, uh, he suggested and encouraged us to all your listeners out there, and maybe you can share with your friends and family, is to write a letter to uh, Mayor Mitch Roth and just tell him uh, how much the pool means to you. Yeah. Now, I know, like, for myself and others, uh, uh, other lifeguards and whoever else, you know, like, from past, present, um, you know, like we conducted like learn to swim programs, uh, swim teams. Uh, we helped people who were rehabbing from uh, knee surgery, hip surgery, spinals, you know, what have you. Uh, people dealing with obesity, diabetes, uh, stroke victims. So it's kind of like a lot of people use it for rehab purposes. And, uh, you know, like learn to swim. We had mothers with their infants. And, uh, you know, we... I was there for 11 years, and I, I wrote down one time where I probably had uh, taught 1,000 kids to learn how to swim during that period of time. And then we had uh, second, third, fourth, fifth graders every year that come to the pool, you know, several times uh, uh, in the ending, close to the ending of school year. And they would come and swim, and there were those who uh, uh, were deathly afraid of the water. You know, like, they would not put their head on the water. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no matter what. I mean, they're, like, really afraid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had, actually I had to uh, take their fingernails out of the gutter. Uh, they were stuck in the gutter, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they would grab on. Yeah. And that's it, man. They ain't letting go. Uh, you know, that fear. But, you know, I see them in the second grade, third grade. But then the fourth grade, they're having fun, they're swimming. So, you know, it's a good program. Yeah. To get people not to be afraid of the ocean and be able to save yourself. That was what was important. But anyway, they suggest that, you know, write a letter to Mayor Mitch Roth and just tell him how much the uh, pool means to you and uh, or, or the community. I know I'll be writing on behalf of the community because of the many different programs that we had uh, run through the uh, Kohala pool. But 
I was thinking, like, you know, if I write a letter, it's personal. You know, and it makes it, gives it a personal touch. You know, it doesn't have to be long. You know, it's mm. a short paragraph. But it, if you want to participate and uh, help to encourage the renovation of the Kuala Pool, you can write to Mayor Mitch Roth at 25 Aupuni Street, Suite 2603, Hilo 96720. I'm sure you guys don't have a pen and pencil at hand. But, you know, just go on your computers to County of Hawaii, uh, Mayor, contact, and, you know, it'll pop up their website, and it's Mayor Mitch Roth, 25 Aupuni, Suite 2603. And tell them how much the uh, Koala Pool means to you, you know. Uh, and, you know, they, they know about it. The Parks and Recreation, Messina, he knows the importance of it. Tim Richards knows it. I mean, Tim Richards has been working on this problem, you know, different problems at the pool for the past two years. And so they're very aware that uh, the benefits of, to the community. So uh, basically we want what uh, they're suggesting, you know, just write to the mayor and just, encouraging the renovation and the importance of the pool to the community or to you personally, mm. you know. Not just, hey, fix the pool. Not a complaint. You know, when you guys, you know, you never take in yeah. a pool, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're past that stage. Now we've got to get behind and say, okay, come on. Uh, let's find the money and fix the pool as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it'll take a while because in my mind, I already see digging up the entire deck to get to those pipes and change them out, you know, and mm. all that stuff. Man. Yeah, anyway, so that's it for that. But anyway, look, I want to get to uh, our special guest this night. And, you know, it's, it was interesting, Kavika, that I had put on the uh, the Facebook page for Kuka Kua, Kuka Facebook page. Uh-huh. We have one. If you go to Facebook and you type in Kuka Kuka, It'll take you right to the uh, Facebook page. And I had posted uh, at 12 years old, his uncle uh, brought him into the aqua boat to fish for aqua or skipjack tuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in life, he was a pilot and captain of salmon fishing boat in Alaska. And usually uh, nobody pays attention. <laughs> Maybe I might get uh you know, eight people saw it, you know, how, how they keep track. But this was interesting because I think uh, when I looked at it, it had like 180 people, you know, which is like, what? Mm. 180 people had, which been, uh, which had, had, had looked at it, you know. So I told my guests, oh, man, you better make this one good because. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I want to introduce our special guest this night. Uh, his name is Daryl uh, Coakley of the famous Coakley clan. <laughs> <laughs> he happens to be my nephew, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, he, he grew up, his dad, my brother, was a graduate of Kamehameha Schools. And, you know, he ended up in the Army, like a lot of us. <coughs> and he was a medic in the Army. And he met his wife uh, there, uh, Polly, and he lived in the mainland, and every now and then come to Hawaii, yeah? Mm. So Daryl 
would come home or come to my parents lived in Kauai High. Yeah. Yeah. And they were part of that fishing community down there with uh, Kaumana and all these people. And Dar would come and spend his summers with Tutu Man and Tutu Lady. Mm-hmm. And old Uncle Henry. I was old. But anyway, Daryl, uh, 12 years uh, old, I think the story goes. I'll let you tell the story. You're 12 years old, and Uncle Henry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I got to thank my Uncle Henry. Uh, I don't know. He always thought, he always knew I was a fisherman, so he just woke me up one day. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know if you know my Uncle Henry, but. Oh, uh, well, a, our listeners don't know A man of few words. Yeah, I, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he put me on the boat one day, and that was it. I was hooked. It was the best job I ever had. Sorry for everybody out there that's listening that I work for. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> young man is, you know, 12 years old. I had to wake up early. We go in down to Lala's fish house and grab the ice 4 30 in the morning 50 pound blocks of ice and then we got to go out and <coughs> find the bait school and throw the net in the water and scoop all the nehu make sure you don't kill them mm-hmm. get them in the boat because they're real easy to you know you touch them wrong and they go floating so well this was uh <coughs> uh lala we say lala that was la'al yeah, yeah this is yeah, uh, uh fish ice house uh-huh and it used to be, not where it is now, it was like where Minute Stop is, but on the bottom road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was Laos Fish House, I mean, uh, Ice House. And that's what it had in it. It was a yeah. house with ice in it. We only had one gas station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Doy Store. Yeah, the Doy Store. With the monkeys. Yeah, the monkeys. And yeah, the and uh, <laughs> I got my I like first the, fishing pole there. Yeah, and I like the, uh, what do you call They had the mango tree, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the crack and seed. He used to make some really great sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Toy. Toy store. Mm. Oh, the sandwiches <coughs> were great. So, you know, you, you let the monkeys entertain you when you wait for the sandwich. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, La'au used to be the Pelo fisherman. And right on the corner where there's, what, Ocean Sports or something? Yeah, Ocean Sports. He would that have was, his... Uh, that was the gas station. and Yeah, he would have his uh, dry box. All these dry boxes, bro. Mm-hmm. Drying uh, opelo. Opelo, yep. yeah. And you could buy, ka'au in Hawaii is 40. And you would go buy, you know, how much you want? Oh, take one ka'au, uh-huh. which is 40 opelo. Yeah. And yeah. you buy your, oh, to me, the best eating dry fish is opelo. Yeah. yeah oh, I just love it. But anyway, here, so here's my nephew. He's 12 years old. Uncle Henry is a big man. He's, I don't know, 6'3". Yeah. He's like the Hulk, you know. <laughs> uh, not as brutish, but you know, he's kind of stooped over, really gruff speaking. And he tells his nephew, this twelve-year-old kid, "All right, get up. We're going. Where are you going? Well, you know, just come." And they're they head down to Kauai. High. Yeah. Yeah. No more fishing boat. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> wait. it's still dark out. Where are we going?" <laughs> and so. Uh. The boat was uh, Ishigimaru. Ishigimaru was sampan. It was a sampan and it was uh, Kawamata. Yeah, uh-huh. Kawamata Farms boat. Yeah, Kawamata yeah. Farms. Yeah. And that guy, there's an interesting story about him, mm-hmm. how he got his start. But they call him the uh, Shogun, <laughs> yeah. yeah, of Kauai High, because he was the man. Yeah. Yeah, he was the man. Kawamata, yeah. Kawamata, he was the man. 
and he had uh, the tuna boat, Ishigimaru. Yeah, right? that was it. And so there you are with Uncle Henry loading up ice. Loading up ice, and then we got in the bait skiff and. Now you gotta go catch this fish, like, the like little. Yeah, little tiny. Like small little anchovies. Yeah. Kind of looking nehu. Nehu, yep. And what was the purpose for that? That was our bait fish, so you gotta keep them live in the bait well. Uh, but you touch them, they're real finicky, yeah. So you gotta really gently scoop them out of the net into the bait well. And how would you catch this nehu? We'd we'd throw a net. We'd circle net. Yeah. <coughs> Must have been really small eye because he's a uh, maybe about yeah it was a real tiny eye that's why it was hard features. hard to pull that thing back on the net <laughs> here I am how would you find the net I mean how uh, Richard guys would spot them they we would go in front of Hapuna Beach back in the day inside the Kauai High Harbor <clears throat> and a couple other spots outside of Puaco I think but Richard had the eye he could he, see the school yeah so he knew where to go or somebody else would would figure that out. I was too small, so I, I think, uh, oh, yeah, Craig White. Yeah. Local. Yeah, Craig. He, he would spot him. Yeah. And then he would tell the guys, oh, this is where the schools are. Yeah. And it's kind of like his job, yeah? Yeah. Craig White. Yeah, another fisherman out of... Uh, Puko. Puko. He had his own uh, Kauai Saip sandpan. Yeah. A smaller version of the, the regular sandpan. Yeah. Yeah, Craig White. Yeah, and yeah, there was... Crazy Jeff, Hawaiian. Oh, that yeah. guy was crazy Hawaiian, bro. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Muscat. Oh, I don't know if he's still alive, you know. I, all these guys. Uh, I saw Richard a couple of years ago at yeah? the Seafood Bar. He, he was the captain. Yeah. Now, he's a Holly guy, right? Yeah, Holly but guy. But he was the captain. Yeah. He was captain. He captain. Would, the way the sandpan was built, the, the wheelhouse, he could sit on top of the wheelhouse and steer with his feet. That way, he would always be watching the water, the looking for the aku. And and who would throw out the bait? He would. He would tell us. Oh, he would. We'd, we would. As soon as he'd say, "I got a school coming," we'd all pick our, our go down and pick our poles. What size poles we was going to use? Twelve years old, and you had your own pole. Yeah. Now those poles are thick bamboo. Some of them, yeah, short. Some I of them are long. So yeah, I, I mean, they're like the kind of fishing pole you got. You see the kids down by the beach. No, it's one <laughs> no. thick, long bamboo, like twelve feet thick. Yeah. Yeah. Some were a little shorter. Some of them were longer. And for me. Being so young and small, depending on the size of the aku, I got to go with a shorter or longer pole. So if they're yeah. a big aku, I had to go a little longer so I could get leverage. Leverage, yeah. yeah. So. so at 12 years old, how tall were you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Not even four feet. <laughs> Probably a little bit, maybe four feet, maybe a little, little less, four maybe feet. a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I know carrying a 50-pound block of ice was, <laughs> it was hard for this guy when that young. Slippery uh, for turkey. I, re I remember my son Kavi was uh, he was working in the hospital, and these two women were talking about the height of one of these workers. And one one worker said, "Oh, she's five feet." And the other worker said, "No, no, 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 she's not five feet." He says, "Yeah, she's five feet." And the other worker says, "No, no, she's four twelve, four twelve." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the worker said. Oh, five feet. <laughs> oh, she's actually four twelve. You know, that's fine. So I'm thinking you're 12 years old. You probably was four twelve. <coughs> yeah, you're probably four twelve. Yeah. But anyway, the the purpose of the nehu. What was the purpose? That was. I to mean, bring did you put did you put the bait the nehu on the hook or what? No, no, it was scoop. He would scoop. He would see the the aku school, and he would judge. I think about how big the splashes were. You know, judging, trying to judge the size of the school, 
and then he would slowly throw out a scoop or two at a time. And what Donehu would do would <clears throat> run back to the boat for cover. Oh, hide. Yeah, so hide under Protection. the boat. Yeah, so the Aku school would come right to the boat, and then he would tell us, you know, wait, wait. He'd throw out some more, keep them interested, and then he would kind of see if the school was going to push up bigger. And then we had a, a PVC pipe. And we had a, a motor that would run water through it and pukas all over the back end. So when he saw that the school was the right size, he'd hit the water pump and it, like a sprinkler on top of the waters. And it was splashing. Yeah, so it looked like Bates fish was splashing everywhere. And then the school would explode. They'd just come charging. Yeah, so he'd tell us, wait, wait, and, you know, and then bigger fish would start pushing up, bigger fish and... Now oh, he's waiting. Yeah, for the bigger for fish the to big pop. Yeah, and deeper, then yeah. yeah, and then when that water would Boil. sprinkle, yeah, the whole the f- the school would, you could see him just coming, coming. Oh, up you could the, see him swimming up. Yeah, just oh, swimming, wow. coming up, and oh, you know, just excitement. Everybody getting ready, getting there, holding the hook on the pole, and then and so now, yeah, well, he would say, he'd yeah, say when. Yeah, he would tell us when to go. How would he say? Huh? He'd just say now, go, oh. and then everybody. Hit the Start water. whipping that pole, man. Barbless hook. Yeah, know, with a lure. Yeah, with the that little feather jig, barbless yeah. hook. And all the aku was just charging. Charging, and he just keep throwing small, you know, Never. handfuls, just handful size. Just keep them. Yep, just to keep them interested. Some fish hitting, you know, they're just diving. I mean, right at your feet. Right at your feet. They're, I mean, the fish is right there. Right oh, at your feet. Uh, oh. The sand pan in the, in the, in the aft. Yeah, yeah, this is Bahrain language, right? There's a deck. Yeah, there's a deck, there's aft, yeah. there's port, and what's the other starboard. stuff? Starboard. Starboard, yep. the bow. Yep, stern. So the, the back part of the... The stern, yeah. The stern, the stern, there you go, stern. No, he's the captain, by the way. <laughs> it's low to the water. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, we're it's standing. low to the water. Yeah, the gunnels are right there. I mean, your feet are getting wet. You oh, know. and these fish are just charging. Yeah, they're just charging on... So and as I get bigger and bigger, for me, being young and small, I'd have to go into two lines with somebody. Oh, partner. The, yeah, partner out because the fish is getting a little big for me at that time. To oh, how exciting was it when you're standing there with your pole, oh, Richard's man. tossing Nehu, and you see them charging? Oh, and what, the swells. What goes through your mind? And oh, this the, is the, the best. The swells, the boat yeah. is rocking. And yeah. It was, it and was, what's going through your mind? Oh, just don't make Uncle Henry mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Don't make Uncle uh, Henry mad and don't fall over. Cause he, he gonna get madder. Oh, <laughs> you don't get embarrass your uncle. Right? Yeah, no, don't don't do that. But just you know, try not to embarrass yourself. Um, pull hard, work hard. Yep, you know, try not. For me, it was trying not work everybody. It's you know, trying to keep up with my uncle. Twelve years old. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. How many guys twelve years old have that opportunity? Oh man, it was the best job. It was the best, man, being out in the waves. You were telling me a story. You were at a boat show up in San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Del Mar Fishing Boat Show, uh, Southern California, San Diego. And, uh, you know, you go through there, they're selling boats, and they got fishing lodges in Alaska, you know, camping trips. And, yeah. Well, you know, some people are selling artwork and fishing gear. And this old man had a. Uh, the, the barbless hooks for aku and ahi fishing from japan you know and black and white photos and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i walked up and i oh, said were you? 
How old were you? Uh, I think I was about 13. It was Thir- after the first year. And 13, bro. Check <laughs> this out. And I tell the guy, I said, I know, th- I know how to do that. And the old Japanese man looked at me. thought I was crazy. No, <laughs> no way. And I said, yeah, that's Aku. I do that. Uh-huh. And then my dad's like, yeah, he does this in Hawaii. And the old man was blown away. He's like, no way. How you tie this? And I show him a little bit on the, on the skirt. Because I was using skirts. Uncle Henry told me, you know, how to make them out of bone. You file them down out uh-huh. of bone. And then you tie the feather. Uh-huh. So he showed me a couple times. But we were we were using lead, lead and barbless hooks. Yeah. With a little bit of skirt. Wow. Pink. Always pink. Cool. <laughs> what? You know, what? Uh, what, a, what? What an experience. You're 12 years old. You don't want to embarrass your uncle because he brought you on the boat, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, that my was, name. My name. That was heavy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so I did all right. I, You know, they let me back on the boat after the first trip. You had to prove yourself. What 12-year-old yeah. kid? Well, I think the first two trips were free, and then I started getting paid, I guess. I was All right. That's yeah, and then we would unload the boat. You know, that was 4.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock at night. I mean, you know, you're not fishing the whole time. Sometimes you're you're kicking back, and you're listening to the old guys talk story about the old days. and Oh, mm. yeah. You know, stuff like that. So you listen, you learn, pay attention. So what was it like? Yeah, you're, you're standing at the... Stern. <laughs> yeah, you're standing at the stern. And uh, you got your bamboo pole and Richard, the captain, steering the boat, the Shigemaru, with his feet. And he's tossing out Nehu, right? And he goes, now, okay, you got your bamboo pole. Then what do you do? Give us a live action. Well, the, so what you do is the barbless hook is so you can just whip, whip the pole, huh? So... You whip the pole in the water, you make your lure splash, and when the aku hits, it's gonna go straight down up. And a lot of like most ahi, you gotta get that nose turn, and that thing gonna work for you. So from the first one, man, I remember the first time I whipped that, I thought I was going over the side. (laughs) That thing hit so hard, man! Boom! (laughs) You know, Uncle Henry standing next to me, I was like, oh my god! (laughs) But once you get it, you get it. You got to get it right past you. You you don't move out of the way. You make the fish come right by your shoulder. And oh, with your, with your pole. Yeah, you don't, you don't whip it sideways. You, you make it come right back to you. You just move your shoulder a little bit, and behind is the drop. So once you slack the pole, that barbless hook just falls mm-hmm. out, and that thing falls right in the cooler. And then you whip that thing again. You just It's a whip, and you want to make that lure splash, just like the name. It's a action. Yeah, and then... That thing hits again, man, and pulls down, and you just you just see lines going by, you fish going by. Wow, oh, heavy action. Yeah, just mm. whip, man. You're whipping as fast as you can, just one over the other. And then as they get bigger, you know, I had to go. Sometimes I had to go a little longer pole. I could go, you know, those more guys. More leverage. Yeah. So get more of a leverage. Uh, yeah, uh, and then. Use the pole to. Yeah, and then the the. The fish box on the back with the door would lift, and it was almost like a backboard on a, on uh, a basketball, so you could just whip it and hit, that, hit the backboard yeah, just fall slide, into boom, the, go into the. Uh, well, we're going we're gonna <coughs> to take a short break. We've been talking now uh, with Darryl Copley, uh probably one of the last aqua fishermen to fish out of Kauai High on the uh, Ishigi Maru. 
Uh, I forgot Richard's last name, but he was the captain. Yeah, and me we're gonna too. be talking about the other crew members. Uh, some of them are no longer here, but you know, I just want to leave you with one question, Daryl. Something to think about during our break is uh, how come my brother never asked me to go? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> here with uh, our guest speaker, uh, Daryl Coakley. At 12 years old, he had that golden opportunity to uh, fish off of an uh, aqua boat, the old style of you know casting out Nehuez bait and using bamboo uh, poles to hook aku. Uh, that's no longer, no longer uh, happening. Uh, we're just listening to uh, Old Timers Hula by another good fisherman, uh, Tommy Solomon. Uh, he was well known for, he was, uh, you know, for Hawaiian herbs and fixing people with uh, broken bones, etc. But he was also uh, a pretty good fisherman himself. But anyway, with that, we're back here with uh, Daryl, and we're talking about the excitement of uh, using a technique. Yeah, it's all technique. Yeah. <coughs> How to leverage the weight. <coughs> and lifting this aku into the uh, boat. Like, wh- where would you guys uh, be fishing for aku? I mean, like, oh, we go straight out from Kwai High. Um, there's a, a spot right out, right out in front of Kwai uh, High. Um, the Hawaiian homes out there. There's oh, yeah, right there. There's some spots. Uh, you know, of course, uh, lighthouse. 
over there and then straight up yeah and then straight out before the before the the buoy out there Uh, you know just random spots who just i mean back then it would explode anywhere you know we'd we'd that's right what 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 were the years what years was that oh shucks uh well you were 12 years old so yeah that was like 40 years ago (laughs) yeah jeez I'm old. <laughs> well, we all are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but 40 uh, years ago, yeah, I, I think, think so. This was back in the early 80s. Yeah, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Aku back wow. then would explode. I mean, we'd have multiple, we'd see multiple schools all the time. Yeah, so you'd, right. You'd uh, what time of year was that? Always the summer. Always summer, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I remember, I'm sure you do, Al. That uh, there would be, you'd see the schools, you know, from the road. Yeah, you could see you them could from see the road Rapu back jumping then. Yeah, was quite high uh, up Coast Mahu Guard. Kona, yeah, Coast Guard was another place. Ooh. Yeah, always. Yeah. Windmill, windmill, Mount yeah. And then outside, we go outside deep sometimes. Outside just go, deep. Yeah, yeah, just go, you know, a few miles out, mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah, I don't see that anymore. No, not from the road, not not, not like anymore. it was. Not like before. I don't yeah. know what happened. And then even the the, the aku I see now is they're rats. I mean, they're yeah. I call them mice now because they're, <laughs> <laughs> rats? they're not even rats. They're mice. R- like what well, an average size aku you guys would pick up would be how big? Oh, back then was like five, six pounds. Yeah, a rat would be like one or two pounds. Yeah, yeah. small. Yeah, that's what they call rats. Yeah, now they're you know half pounders like that sometimes oh. you know yeah i, I don't s- know i, I see malolo as big as some of our aku sometimes <laughs> sad and aku i don't know that's my favorite no oh it's the best pokey man oh yeah aku aku oh. kava kava and your dad mm. would make uh aku head soup oh man oh. that was so good oh yeah killer bro yeah yeah i remember inside. we're down uh we're down at quite high harbor this boat had come in and I think they had caught Mahi Mahi or Rahi, you know. And the guy was cleaning him up on a beer. And I think, uh, I, I think this is what happened. I think you asked them or what or something, well, what are you going to do with the head? And the guy said, oh, throw him away. And then you asked me, oh, uncle, you can make fish head soup. Mm. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, Palu. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's the best. Uh, Palu is a uh, Hawaiian crack seed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They chop up uh, all the, what would the you head, call them? The eyes, the cheeks. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, oh. everything, guts and all, man. Yeah. And then you mix it with Hawaiian salt, kukui nut, maybe limokohu. Yeah. Hawaiian crack seed. You got to be careful with your plenty of bone, yeah? Oh, your mouth will be, oh, cut up cut your up. lips, yeah. your tongue. <laughs> yeah. So, so, oh, no, you can't help. You yeah, you still go brain, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bone, you know, bones and all. Of course, you don't eat the bones, but... Oh, you yeah, get all cut day, up. Your mouth is all swollen. Yeah. Oh. oh, but it was worth it. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't see that kind. You know, they, you, you go to uh, Food Land or whatever, mm. and they get raw fish, yeah, but, you know, they don't have that nope. palu. No. You know, the real, the real ancient, yeah. old-time kind. The flavors. Yeah. Palu, I mean, if you, you know, it's kind of like, if people ever ate palu, wow. Forget all about the market. Yeah, all market. yeah. Yeah. My classmate, Rachel Hiley, uh-huh. Hiley Fish Market. I go and sit there. Oh, no more Palo, huh? I thought, hey, Rachel, how about making me some Palo? Oh, she bust them out right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> she make them Try right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, that's my favorite, but of course, uh, no more. Anyway, getting back to you, Daryl. And so you guys uh, would prepare all of this, go out, fish. Yeah, we'd pull. Day, all day. 
yeah, all day, uh, pulling that net, you know, being the, Getting the, the smallest, youngest, newest guy on the crew, having to pull that now, net. Who, for who were the some ne- of the fishermen? You, your uncle, Henry? Yeah, there was Roger. Roger James. Yeah, the oh, football player. Yeah, I thought I had he, to pull Nehu net with him, man, and I thought we was going sinking sometimes. <laughs> oh, no, he, was, he was muscular. Yeah, he was a big guy, and I'm oh, a little huge. tiny guy, so we go pull net, man, the whole boat. This. <laughs> I thought we was going under about a couple times. Uh, hold, hold, hold on, Roger. Whoa, whoa, don't move. <laughs> he was like 250, all muscle. Huh? Yeah, he played for the, what, the Chiefs, yeah? Kansas yeah, he City. played for uh, Michigan. He's a fullback for Michigan. Yeah, so yeah, it was me and him would football. pull the net. Big guy. Yeah, and I was a small guy. In that how, how was he on the aqua boat? Oh, he was good. He'd sit down, he'd pull. I mean, yeah. he could pull. And then there he was a... Uh, balance line. No, nah, well, he sat down. Oh, and he hooked. Yeah, he'd sit down and hook. Uncle Henry made me sit down and hook. Sharks but, ever follow you guys when you hook me? Uh, I think we had a shark one, you know, the open ocean sharks. I think, I forget, maybe bronze whaler once or twice back then. Oh, what if you fell in? Oh, yeah, that's why Uncle Henry told me sit down. You know what I mean? You sit down. Uncle Henry would never sit down. Even in the biggest swells, Uncle Henry would just, <laughs> he's like one mast. Bug, <laughs> 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 I'd never slip, never do nothing. Just sit there and fling fish, man. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, Roger, uh, Roger, Bob Jim. Black. Bob Black. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Muscat. Jeff Muscat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eben. Yeah, there's a couple other guys that would come yeah, on Eben, the boat. Uh, I can't remember their Kala, names. Uh, I forget. Yeah, I remember the crew would shift every now and then. Yeah, and there are a couple guys, Big but, white. you know, when I was there, I was pretty solid on the boat. Yeah, right on. What an experience. And then, yeah, me and Uncle Henry would have to sell fish. Oh, well, you, tell us about that. Oh, uh, you know, you load up the fish box in the back of Uncle Henry's truck. and Big, big, huge. I mean, Yeah, big, big wood and old box. Well, how many pounds would be in there? Oh, how many fish would be in there? Oh, hundreds, man. I mean, we'd go to Honoka'a store and, man, we'd sometimes we'd sell half the fish right there. And then I'd sit on, I would sit quite high. On the side of the road, sometimes down in Kona. Kohala. Up, yeah, Kohala for Cheap sure. Cheap was. How much was? I think it was like $1.25 back then, something oh. like that. Oh. But, hmm. but some of them tutus, I think they wanted to see <laughs> see some Hapahali boy. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me, I want the one from the bottom. I'd be like, what? <laughs> the one from the bottom, boy. Yeah. From the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to get in there and get down and... <laughs> Oh, that's the one. That's the one. I was like, this look like the same one from on top. <laughs> How no, you know? Soft. 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 <laughs> yeah, so we, 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 had the, we had the weight machine, you know, the, the weight machine and calculator. Yeah, the, the scale. The scale. Yeah, the scale. Calculator. Right, because yeah. I asked you, well, how do you figure out the price? You know, because if you had to figure it out in your head, that would be all day, yeah? Oh, me and Uncle Henry? Oh, yeah. We'd yeah. never get a th- first <laughs> fish. We'd still be there all day. Let's face it, math was not your forte, huh? No. Uh, not until uh, I got older. You know, my, my nephew, Donald, just said, Hapa Howley boy. See, yeah. my brother, yeah, went to Kamehameha, like I said. So he had to be Hawaiian. And if you know me, you know, I look Hawaiian, right? Brown. And, but he married. His wife was from Ontario. Yeah, right? Canada. Canada, yeah. you know. And so Toronto. his children... They're Hawaiian. You know, they're like at least one-fourth Hawaiian. Because uh, we're half Hawaiian. No, we're 62%. So you get half of that. So you're 30-something percent Hawaiian. I don't know how you figure it out. Yeah. I know how. 
<laughs> I would come. I would come here. We know how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> you and McKinley, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, if I planes, I'm okay at math. <laughs> yeah, okay. But if you look at my nephew, you know, <coughs> he's got these uh, Hawaiian features, but he pulls more to the ho- his mother's side. You know, and height and weight. Yeah. So <laughs> I have I have these twin sons, yeah, uh, grandkids. One is real Hawaiian. The other one, more Howley uh, side, yeah. Uh-huh. But they're twins, you know. But you look at them, yeah, they're, they're Hawaiian. Handsome-looking boys, yeah. But anyway, so when my nephew said, oh, Hapa Howley, that's what he is, Hapa Howley, part Hawaiian, part Howley, yeah. But growing up, and I would say, Afara uh, Ishigimaru, you're probably the last guy. Uh, I know, I think I saw Richard. Yeah, I saw him a couple of years ago at Seafood Bar. I saw him last, last year, maybe. Yeah. And I don't know if the other guys are still alive. No. no Roger passed away. He passed away? Yeah, he passed away several months ago. What's sad. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but I knew the other guys. I can't remember. I can see their faces. But, oh, that was uh, an interesting time. Yeah, we that was a great time. Oh, it was the best. Man, I had the funnest job. That oh, was plus then after you got paid, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, thirteen, twelve, thirteen. I never even <laughs> not supposed to have a job, so. <laughs> yeah, but I got you, paid. How much did you get paid? Uh, I think the first year was, I don't know, six, seven hundred bucks, something like that. But you know, I only went out like you got paid to go fishing. Yeah, I, like I got that. you know, I was I wasn't I thought you know I was just stoked to be on the boat. I would have worked for free, but mm. plus you like, had all the alcohol you want to eat. Yeah, my brother would bring it home, and I would cut them up and dry them. Yeah, we made the dry boxes. Yeah, we'd have dry aku, sashimi, fry aku, aku head soup. I mean, fry aku bone, yeah. everything. Mm. W- what kind of lifestyle is that? Huh? Oh man, it's perfect. Now, that came to an end. Yeah, Kawamara, <laughs> he took the Ishigemaru, he put up uh, at his house as a shrine. Yeah. Yeah, he put it. Yeah, put yeah. the yep. the 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 boat Japanese style had served him oh. and other people well. Oh yeah, that thing was. Yeah, that was an old boat. Yeah, it was, so it was. It, it retired itself. It it yeah. uh it, it rotted out till rotted he could. Rotted out, yeah. I remember. I think you guys. Well, maybe not you, but uh, my brother guys. They went south down towards Kona, and a, a whole a leak sprung in a in a bow. Right. See, some of the boards came apart, and so they had to make it back home. They had to patch it and bring the boat back home. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of history, a lot of a lot of great stories, memories. And oh yeah, you, you lived it. Yeah, I got to man. Yeah. I worked that boat. It was the best experience. I, I'll never forget it. it was. But you fished the old, the old Japan, boat yeah. style. Yeah, old Japanese style, man. Yeah. It was oh, collect the bait, collect uh, the bait, the bamboo pole. Slap the water, you know. Bring the fish home them, yeah. for everybody. Sell the fish. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Load and load the ice. Clean mm. the boat. Everything. What an experience. That was awesome, man. What I, a if I could do it again, I'd do it. To, I would do it in a heartbeat. I oh would, yeah. If I could see the fit, the water explode like that again, that with was, all the aqua coming in. Oh right? man, follow just following up the, like Jaws, but more better looking with all the aku jumping and. You know, the water's splashing, mm. the sun's out, you know, you got 
everybody waiting, waiting to catch fish. Oh, that's more exciting than having a girlfriend. Pretty much. <laughs> that's why yeah. I don't got one. I single. Oh, that's what you get. <laughs> anyway, life goes on, moves on. Years go by, and you find yourself in Alaska. Yeah. How old, how old are you then? Oh, uh, thirties, mid thirties. Mid thirties. Yeah. You still have this affinity, this love for the ocean. Yeah, I got out of. <clears throat> I got out of commercial fishing, and then back in San Diego, and you know, I did some of the mainland jobs, and then I worked for Roy's. Roy's restaurants over here, and did that for like 15 years. And then I was fishing with my friend, and he had the hook up to Alaska. Always wanted to go catch salmon. Never thought I'd get into commercial fishing in Alaska, but I went up there and met a guy that was a commercial fisherman. I was up there for a three-week vacation, and uh, yeah, went on the boat. I asked him if I could go learn. A couple weeks in, I, I told him I wanted to go, you know, Niele. I wanted to go see how it all worked. Mm-hmm. And I got it down on the first day. He was like, wow. And then I went and cooked some food. <laughs> he was like, you can cook too? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, hey, all us Hawaiians can cook, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hawaiian men, that's our forte we cook. Yeah, so. Yeah. I, you know why, I, yeah? We love to eat. Yeah, because we like eat. We work hard. We eat yeah. good. Yeah. So There's certain kind of things we like eat, so we got to cook them ourselves. Yeah, so. I, Unless yeah. you're from Kohala, though. You know, back <laughs> in the plantation. Yeah. Unless you're from Kohala. Back in the plantation days, bro. Yeah, when I first came here, me and my wife, well, we weren't w- husband and wife. We, ho- you know, we met with uh, couples. They were married. They got married young. Huh? And the guy would tell me, yeah, Jeff, when I come home, I expect dinner on the table. Home. My girlfriend was lying, not my wife. She looked at me like, <laughs> don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you know why she went come home, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I went up there and I jumped on the boat, hung out, and he said, "Man, you're you're welcome back anytime." And uh, in Alaska, I do. I was my first year was hand trolling, so everything you your hands on, you crank crank the wheel, you conk the fish, you bleed them, gut them, you know, gill bleed and gut every fish. You got to make them as nice as possible, and then. after that, I did gill netting one year. Tell, can you tell us a start? Because I, I've, I've gone on YouTube, and I've looked at gill netting, <coughs> and it's insane. I mean, these guys are laying their nets. They only got so much time, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, that's up in, like, Bristol Bay. That, um, you know, I fish out of southeast Alaska. Bristol Bay is is the rough. That's the one where they show, you know, everybody bumping boats. Yeah, and yeah. You got so much time and stuff like that. Where I, where I gilled fished, it was... It's not as rough as that, but people still, you, you know, the courtesy is 20 minutes. You leave your net in the water, you got 20 minutes, and you got to roll your net and get back in line and wait for the next. Oh, so everybody lines yeah, up? Yeah, everybody, because, you know, fish and game is on one spot. You got a line. You cannot cross the line with your net. That's fish and game going to find you. So that's the, where the, the biggest run of salmon is going to be in that spot. So everybody wants their fair share of cut. So the... Unknown rule is 20 minutes or so. You lay out your line. Yeah, you lay you out wait. your line 20 minutes, and you, oh, you got to go. You got to be out of there. Yeah, you got to roll your net and go. Oh, so you got to lay it fast. Yeah. Oh, so how, how many minutes do you, do you let it soak? 
Yeah. No, that's the 20 minutes. That's the the soak is 20 minutes. Oh, just the 20, 20 minutes, minutes half hour, yeah. And then you got to roll it up. Yeah, and, and then and you got to pull it, pick your fish and get out. And how many fish would you pick up in a 20 minutes, man? Oh, man. Like pounds. A few hundred pounds maybe. A couple hundred, hundred pounds. yeah. And then but gill netting is as uh, to me it's not fishing, you know, that's yeah, not fishing, yeah. so I like rather I like conk them and gill them and you know, get the gaff in them. Feel that fish, you know. Feel the see the know. fish fighting. And it's on a hook. I like fishing with hooks. Yeah. Okay. So the, <clears throat> you know, the the gill net is what six fathoms deep. Oh, that's eighteen feet. Yeah. So. You know, so so, so when you when you would hook them, like, you huh? know, just like cock a line kind of. Yeah. Well, the barbs on those hooks are real small, so you just you. Some people pull them aboard and then conk them and pull the fish. Like conk them in the water. And just throw them with the gaff, and the hook kind of pops out, almost like a like an aku a little bit. You just use the gaff, and it comes right out. And you just flip that thing in over. In one day, how many of them would you catch? Uh, I think the big, the best I did in southeast was like three hundred on my. That was power trolling, hand trolling. I don't know. Maybe three hundred fish. Yeah. What was the normal weight of each fish? Uh, I think it was average about seven pounds that year, six or seven pounds. Oh, that's about eighteen hundred pounds, bro. Yeah, so that's, that's a workout. Yeah, it was that was power trolling. So the power trolling is hydraulics. Yeah, so we got more hooks, more weight. We run four four lines off two outriggers, and then we got sixteen, probably sixteen hooks on a line, and then you get them down on forty five and fifty five pound cannonballs. So they're down. Yeah. And so even hand, hand trolling, we use like thirty pound cannonballs. So yeah. no matter what, you're cranking thirty pounds. Plus, if every fish is on a hook, I mean, you got every hook's got a fish, then, you know, it's all that weight, your hand cranking. When you're hydraulics, it's just the hit, the, hit the leather, hit the lever, and then they come up. and you, Yeah, the machine just brings Yeah, up. so you're just conking. Did, did you ever at any time feel like, wow, this is a lot? No, not with hook fishing. We're not raping the ocean or nothing like yeah. that. Like trawlers, they just. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, they just rape, you know, from the top to yeah. the bottom. They scrape, scrape the ocean. I don't, I don't fish like that. That's, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that's not watching. fishing. That's I call that raping the ocean. So, no, nah, I don't do that. So you guys catch him by hook? Yeah, hook, all hooks. So, and you're, we're pretty good at targeting each species of what you're going for. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Well, what what species would you target? Like? <clears throat> uh, last couple of years, we were doing the dog salmon, um, cheaper in price, but we don't. You know, you don't, we, we call it leave it in on the round. We don't have to gill them or gut them. So you just catch them and throw them right in the ice. Uh-huh. Um, the big, the biggest salmon you want to go for is the king salmon. That's the biggest, tastiest. Most, most probably most, more expensive. Yeah, the, the most dollar a pound fish, you know. You love that life? Oh, it's a, it's a lifestyle. I mean, getting older, I mean, you know, four oh, months, yeah. you know, you're gone from June to September. Oh, just fishing every day. Yeah, they they try and keep you on that boat as as long as you, we got tenders. So those guys, like those deadliest catch boats, those guys are they take care of us. They bring us food, ice, keep you. You on. know, they keep us. Their jobs to keep us on the water. Keep fishing. Yeah, like if, you know, if we have parts we need, we call in our groceries. They got showers if you need it, washing machine, stuff like that. So how many hours of sunlight? Uh, at the start of the year, it's like 15, 15 to 18 hours. So you're working 15, 18 yeah, hours. Yeah, you know, if there's sun, you want to be catching fish. Yeah. So, what would then, you, how much money would you make? 
Did you get paid by the pound or? Uh, I get a, a share. Oh, share. Yeah, I get a share. So oh, it depends oh. how you know how much fish you're catching, how well you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So the boat gets a share of the owner. Yeah, the three three way share, third, yeah. third, third. Oh, so the owner would hire you to. Yeah, my friend, boat. his he had a couple rough years. The guy that I was I was working with, yeah. so he's a real nice guy. Oh, that must have been exciting. Yeah, I live on the boat, you know, and go hunting. Sometimes you see a deer. So Better meat, meat than the <laughs> cheaper than the store too. Uh, but yeah, it, huh? it was, it's a good lifestyle. It was you know you, you learn a lot of about the ocean, different styles of fishing and boating. You know knots, stuff like that. To me, that keeps it interesting. You know, salmon fishing. You know, tying up boats to a dock. There's they got you know up to twenty foot tide changes sometimes. Oh, so. Wow. You got to learn things like a squaw anchor. You know, if you leave your, you go to the beach and leave your boat on the beach and then the tide goes out, you're oh. stuck until that tide comes in. So you got to, you know, what squaw anchors are and stuff like that, you know. My wife and I would be at Costco uh, before they used to have Dungeness crabs, you know, uh, cheaper than what it is now. And so they're already pre-cooked. Right. And we take them home. I just love it. You know, I just love it. I like eating corner crab, you know, and it reminds me of that. Did you guys ever catch any, like, Dungeness crabs? Oh, yeah. We yeah. keep a crab pot on board. Yeah, shrimp pot. Um, How's that taste? I won't eat crab down here no more. No more Dungeness here up there. When you get it right out of the water, throw it right in the pot and boil it. Salt oh. water. You, you cannot beat it, man. It's... Mm. I cannot eat crab down here no more. What about oysters, clams? Uh, clams, yeah. We there's certain spots they introduced uh, sea otters in southeast Alaska and places that they thought they were supposed to be there and they weren't. And so, in a lot of the places where it was easy access to to clams and oysters and stuff like crab, crabs like that, they've eaten eaten a lot of the south the uh. good places out. So you got to find some places, but yeah, there's. You dig clams. I mean, not these little clams you see in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. You mean like, you know, half dollar size and bigger. I mean, clams like this. Oh. You know, Ooh, I mean, like, like six inch across. Yeah, that, I mean, you use those for, for like halibut bait. You know what I mean? They're, they're that big. Yeah. Yeah, we catch halibut, you know. So from the time you started to now, has it changed in any way? Or? Yeah, the, 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 the fishing style that I'm, I'm doing is slowly going out you know technology um with these boats and stuff like that people want to pay you know less so they don't the tenders aren't coming out to pick up our fish anymore oh. people are you know if you're going to do hand trolling or power trolling they're getting fast boats to run into town to drop oh. off real quick and then get back oh, out so so that kind of you know people are starting to got to change up there so i don't know might be coming for to an end for me yeah well like aqua fishing right? yeah yeah but you got these great memories experience one of the last aqua fishermen here dara coakley 12 years old fishing off of uh kawamara's ishigimaru uh aqua boat out of kawaii harbor thank you daryl yeah for sitting with us being kavika really enjoyed uh 
uh, well, he's my nephew. I know he's a story. <laughs> but not really. Well, not really. We never did sit and talk in depth. But uh, thank you very much for being on the show. And I uh, hope your listeners out there enjoyed it. And, you know, it's a lifestyle that I don't think we're going to see again. Yeah. All the aqua boats are done. Yeah, I haven't seen a sampan yeah. in a long time. I grew up in Kanyeway Bay, and the aqua boats would come in. And they had the right to lay their nets in Kitchenahu. And these guys would come in, and, yeah, you know, all these guys be laying nets in the skiff and picking up Neho. And then going out to sea to uh, fish for alcohol. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good times, man. And I'll teach the lady be stoked uh, when I came home with oh, aqua. Oh, yeah, fish, bro. Yeah. But she used, you know, she used aquas. Leverage, bro. Leverage. <laughs> Always got to have leverage to You give your neighbor aqua, yeah? That's leverage, bro. <laughs> yeah. And you can call it the favorite. Well, aqua was gold, you know what I mean? But thank you very much. And uh, I'll see you guys uh, next Thursday. Uh, that would be uh, <coughs> January 12th. <coughs> and mm-hmm. I don't know who our guest will be. We're going to have to find one. But uh, mahalo. Again, Daryl, and take care, and aloha. Aloha. Aloha Country on KNKRLP, 96.1 FM, Kohala.